Welcome back to another edition of the Parrot Podcast. This week I'm joined by Birdie. How's it going? And Ham. Howdy ho. And your host Hamish, back from two weeks on the bench. Uh, strangely, didn't get to watch uh, the Penrith game live. Uh, got back in Sydney last Friday, uh, last Thursday rather, and uh, much to my surprise, what a win. Yeah, you know, on the boat, do you reckon you, uh, you would have thought that would have happened? Uh, not at all. I was uh, opening up my phone when I got back in and, and very, very much surprised. Um, there was a chance to go down and watch it um, at the sports bar, but uh, solo dad on with two kitties, it was uh, a bit difficult and I didn't want to be uh, swinging them around the bar. Okay. Well, there was some positive news uh, in Eels footy over the weekend. Well, some more positive news, but first we'll start with the disappointing news. Uh, Roosters, who are looking to be a title contender for the NRLW this year, 46 to the Eels, 12. Uh, Mahalia Murphy and Kimberly Hunt going over for the Eels there. Pearson won from two conversions, but one from one penalty goals. Um, not good looking there on the scoreboard. No, well, when you're going up against the Roosters team, I think we said it last week, it's International, international, origin, 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 international. So they're they're a tough team. You know, you would like. I thought the girls would have done a little bit better, um, but the class, the athleticism of the Roosters team, just it's too good. It's too good. It's it's amazing how same as the men's that they're able to uh, uh, assemble these teams full of international origin rep players and still be under the salary cap. And, you know, I think the women's salary cap's 800000 well, I think their back line alone is probably worth $800,000. So, you know, allegedly. Don't come after yeah. me. Don't come bit after of, me. Bit of sombrero there. Um, but, yeah, the, there's not much you can say. It's, it's sort of the tale of the eel season here, just uh, turning over too much ball, uh, too much defensive work, and just... The, the class differential there is just too much to bear. Uh, but we will be uh, fortunate this week getting back our main lady, um, returning back in the 13. So uh, only on to big, bigger and better things this week and hopefully a better matchup. Uh, Ham, you were out there for the flag. Eels in this top five final system going to North Sydney Oval and beating the Panthers 30 to 20. Was it at North Sydney? Yeah, that's right, because this week's at Leichhardt. Um, try scorers Ethan Sanders, Sam Tuavadi, Blaze Talungi, Brock Parker, Matt Komalafi, and Ethan Sanders, five from five off the boot, uh, leading at halftime, leading at full-time. Ham, what did you want to say about this one? Oh, firstly, I'd like to correct you there. I, I wasn't out at North Sydney Oval. I was on uh, Father's Day duties as a, as a son and a grandson. I was up at uh, lovely Caves Beach. Um, instead of enjoying the sun and the sand, I was... Uh, sitting in the room watching a live stream on my phone of New South Wales Rugby League on Facebook. So uh, <laughs> that was that was my Saturday, although it was very enjoyable, uh, I will say that. Um, yeah, this, this team, like, they started off nervous. First 20 minutes, they had a lot of ball, a lot of good ball, but unfortunately uh, just some hospital passes, some silly passes where, you know, if they tucked the ball and ran, and, you know... Get out that nervous energy. I think they would have scored. They could have scored, you know, well, they scored none. I reckon they could have scored, put on three in those first 20 minutes if they'd held on to the ball. Uh, but once Penrith scored, that seemed to switch them into gear. Uh, Matty Arthur, just, you know, you really hope that 
uh, size doesn't hold him back because that's sort of the one, you know, one disadvantage to his game is his size uh, compared to his contemporaries and even first-grade players. But he's just... He's so far ahead of what he of what the rest of the competition well maybe not maybe not the competition but what the rest of his team and this Panthers team are capable of. He opening four tries were all him. Um, that one that he set up for Blaze Talungi, it's incredible dummy half work when you watch the replay, even just the highlights there. He has one quick look to his right hand side, sees that they've got the overlap, and then from that moment on he's constantly looking left. He just that way he held his head and where he was looking uh, just confused the defence where, where he was going and as soon as he picked up that ball it was a cut out pass I think it was actually supposed to go out to uh, Komalafi out on the wing but Blaze plucked it out of the air and you know probably better off that Blaze got it and sort of ran underneath ran closer to the posts but yeah from from that moment uh, I think it was when Sam scored it would have been a 12 all I thought Parramatta were right on top, never looked like losing, even when um, the Panthers scored with about seven minutes to go, or even before that one, um, Harrison Hassett, when he scored, I'd, we didn't, we never looked like losing. It would have been it would have been a shame if Panthers were able to be a bit more lucky with the bounce of the ball and what have you, um, but just the toughness, the class of this team just shone through. I, I really enjoy watching this team, especially now that... Um, They've had the injection of the SG ball back line. You've got Twiddle, Talungi. Uh, well, Ethan Martin's not SG ball, but he's sort of come on later in the season. And then the spine, Lynn, Sanders, Arthur. You, you put, uh, combine that with the jersey flag forward pack uh, from the start of the year. And they're just... They are truly... This is, you know... I say it's the best. It was the best finish so far we've had since we've ever had in Jersey Fleet um, since its return. Uh, it's the best since 2017 Holden Cup where we finished uh, just three minutes away from being finalists. I think this team is more impressive than that team uh, that made the grand final with, I think it was eight SG ball players um, uh, playing in this team, whereas I think it was only three or four in that uh, 2017 run which did include Dylan Brown This is sort of the second coming of the the Rouse Hill Rhinos youngsters isn't it after that first sort of wave uh, that came up through uh, Harold Matt's flag and then um, some of them converting that into first grade uh, positions Yeah well uh, what you had those you could say four, three have gone on to be first graders, Uh, Jake Arthur Will Penasini, Sean Russell, and then uh, Sam Luizu. Um, but yeah, just I, I think we need to take the same approach that we did with those four, um, where, but uh, you know, you look at Arthur, Luizu, and Penasini when they had the opportunity to to go up into reserve, bro, we put them up in there. I said it a couple of weeks ago with Ethan Sanders; he should not have been playing SG ball uh, this year. He was our player's player or captain's player of Jersey flag last year uh, should have been starting the year in Jersey flag and then potentially moving up to cup uh, next year you're, you're returning guys to SG ball you're blaze to Lungy, uh, who else can return there uh, Sam Tuavati Richard Penasini uh, these guys should not be playing SG ball Matthew Arthur should not be playing SG ball if anything they could be playing New South Wales cup 
And if they continue going the way they are, they pretty much everyone in this team should be doing an NRL preseason and then moving on to New South Wales Cup. No more SG ball. Very little jersey flag. All right, and with that, that wraps up the round of football, which we'll see the Eagles playing again this um, Saturday. That one out at Leichhardt Oval, but we'll get to that in a sec. Now, just some news. Did we touch on Ken Thornett, medal winners and stuff last week? Uh, I think it was happening while we were while we were podcasting. Well, let's just go through that winners um, list. So the Ken Thornett medal, player of the year, Clint Gutherson. Hindy's players player Gutho as well. Jack Gibson's coach's award goes to Will Penasini. Rookie of the year to Wiramu Greg. Uh, Ray Price Community Award to Junior Paolo. Uh, New South Wales Cup player of the year to Luca Maretti, uh, who also got his debut in the NRL this season. Uh, the Gerard New South Wales Cup coach's award to Kai Rockin Rodwell. Uh, Jersey Flag Player of the Year, Nick Lanaz. And the Jersey Flag Coaches Award goes to Brock Parker. And the Club Persons of the Year were Steve Murphy and Monique Austin. So plenty of contenders there. Congrats to all of the winners um, across the Ken Thornett medals there. Uh, and then we confirmed... Did we confirm some players leaving? Uh, no, I don't, except for Warner no. Blake. Yeah, well, we knew Wonga's not going to be there. Yeah. He's gone to St. George, is that right? Uh, St. Helens. Oh, that's the St. rumor. St. Helens. That's the rumor going yeah. around at the moment. I knew. Was it St. Helens, are they <laughs> dragons? No. There's a saint in there. It's close <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, 2024 Elite Pathways trial team lists have been named. Um, so some of those dev squad trial teams. Um, any names there, or are you waiting until we get the, the sort of finals? Um... Well, from what I could tell in the Harold Matz and the SG Ball, the players that played last year aren't named, so I imagine that um, that they'll just be straight in. These are sort of the filling out the squad or whether they've missed someone in their initial uh, listings. Although I did note... Uh, Master Hindmarsh, Eddie Kalis. Yeah, there's a couple there. Uh, there was uh, someone from Queensland. I can't remember... Um, what his name was but he's, he's a half from the Ipswich Jets so there'll probably be a few external guys in these teams as well too easy alright well let's leave those ones there uh, any other news Ham Birdie that you want to touch upon no uh, not, not really like uh, I mean I was just having a look at our um, preseason uh, predictions and I had a look at the Ken Fournette medal and I said Dylan Brown so geez, I was way off of that um Maybe a bit of disrespect to Gufferson, I'm the captain, but uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. Back back to like to those awards, like um, the New South Wales Player of the Year, Kai Rodwell. Like, I I didn't watch a single. Actually, I may have watched one or two games, but was he really the best player for New South Wales Cup? Like, um, that was the coach's award. The coach's award. Okay, was, take it back yeah. then. Well, isn't the who's the coach? Is it Kalis or Rankin? Because Kalis. It's you know, I don't want to like shit on the club, but it was a bit of a basket case like I wouldn't I feel as though it was like a participation award like no one really stood out in New South Wales Cup or no one was jumping out for, for team selection if that makes sense you know we we gave a few youngsters some game time you know um, Arthur Miller Stephen you know one game like but there's no one out there like um, I don't know Ham probably no more like they were pushing for a spot to be warranted so like for God's sake Gerard and Jack Murchie who started the season in first grade were just toiling away in reserve grade so yeah a bit disappointing yeah I think you know, we've we've said it a couple of times, and we'll get to it in the season review when uh, the season is finally over. That 
some of that reserve grading and some of our thoughts on recruitment and retention really need a retooling in the off-season because they didn't serve us very well this season. Um, all right, no other news. Well, let's move to the previews then. So in the NRLW, the Eels coming up against the Titans for the first time this season. Titans running third, five from seven wins. Up against the Eels running a dead, a motherless, a last uh, with one from seven. Um, interestingly, we did beat them the, not last year's competition, but the competition before that, which was also played last year, 24-14. But losing to them 18-16 last year, obviously with uh, the mass changes to all teams coming into this season, it doesn't made uh, that those teams are quite different. But this one will be broadcast 9, 9 now, KO, and that's Sunday, the 10th of September at 1.30pm, played on the Gold Coast, so home for the Titans there. Uh, big in there is uh, Kennedy Charrington back from her five-week stint on the sideline. Um, what do you think about this one, boys? It's going to be another tough ask. Yeah, I think the, the inclusion of Kennedy there, uh, you know, lift the spirits a little bit, uh, especially, you know, she hasn't played since Mahali has moved to the second row and she hasn't played since uh, Tyler, Tyler Amiatu has come into the team. But I just, you know... That eight to thirteen, I think, would be if you could add Elsie Albert, Elsie Albert, into that. Sorry, um, into that eight to thirteen. There, that's all of a sudden becomes a formidable starting pack, especially with Elsie being able to play long minutes and Kennedy playing pretty much a full game as well. Um, you'll be put her in there, and you know you've pretty much got the forward pack set. I think there's still a couple of spots in the back line that could be uh, shuffled around and. You know, uh, Berryman Duff has tried a guts out, but I just think that uh, Rosie Beckett's probably the better player, uh, especially moving forward. But obviously that concussion has really affected her there, so haven't seen her since that uh, concussion in round three. I think it was maybe round four. Um, I think just her and Pearson together will be really good. But, yeah, just I, th- I think, when again, we need to look at the way we... We structure our NRLW team and squad. Uh, we've gone for a few players that, you know, elder elder players that we thought would come back uh, strong, but they just haven't, you know, that class a couple of years out from the NRLW is very tough on, on the body. So maybe we need to look at how we build our NRLW squad too, maybe focus a bit on youth, as we've seen with Lindsay Tui, Zali Fay, Kasitoyi Hiku, uh, Tola Amiatu, as we've seen with that, that, those type of players that sometimes are younger, you know, maybe a little bit more agile, a bit quicker, um, maybe might be the way to go in the future. Yeah, definitely a bit of retooling, but um, good luck to the women there on Sunday. As I said, that'll be on Nine and Fox. Uh, then for in the Jersey Flag Finals Week 2, so now we're down to, well... If, if it was losing done last week, uh, but now this is looking for a grand final qualifier position here. Sharks against the Eels, 11 a.m. out at Leichhardt Oval, Saturday the 9th of September. Uh, so a couple of ins there for the Sharks, a couple of ins here for 
the Eels. Um, let's go through that team list. So Twiddle at fullback, Komalafi and Ethan Martin on the wings. Sam Loizu and Blaze Talungi in the centres. Josh Lynn, Ethan Sanders in the halves. Brock Parker and Jonte Jr. and Beth Mesa double-doubles uh, in the starting props there. Matthew Arthur at hooker. Jock Brazel, captain, second row. Max Tupu and Nicholas Lanaz there. Charlie Geimer, Sam Tuavati, William Latu, Noah Reid. Saxon Pryke, Blackburn, Nanva. Lachlan Blackburn's also named in reserve grade. Oh, no, sorry. I was looking at an old team list there. Uh, Araz, Nanva, Lance for Alema, and Richard Penasini there on the extended bench. Do you expect Richard to come in to start in the centres there, probably in place of Loizu? Um, hard to say. I thought that, you know, Sam just hasn't... He had a good game a couple of weeks ago. He just hasn't brought the, the experience because he's had two NRL pre-seasons and now you're... You look at the game that Blaze Talungi had, and they've sort of had similar years where they've been out with injury and everything, but Blaze wanted to get his hands on the ball. He showed his class, uh, you know, setting up that Matthew Komalafi try. I just think Sam, hard to say. I'd put him in. I'd put him in. I think that he, he's got a very good uh, offload who can set up his winger really well, um, which would would be huge for Ethan Martin if you can attract defenders if you can pull in the winger there and let Ethan go he'll he'll score nine times out of ten there so I would but I can see why they're keeping Sam in there for that for that experience but I'd change it yeah you'd bring in um, Richard there uh, it's probably the best bet um, who are the pickouts there for that Sharks team uh, Tenny Taukamo, I believe he played for Newington College. Uh, a couple of years back, he was he was signed up as a very young player by the Sharks. I believe a South Sydney junior. Uh, Samuel Stone Street uh, has played a few games in New South Wales Cup. Uh, and then Max Bradbury, who they signed to their top 30 from the Knights SG ball team earlier in the year. It's um, interesting how often these teams seem to play in these sort of junior... Um, like, I know this is a senior team, but it's still a, a sort of ju- junior... Well, the most junior of the teams. So Matt's S- SG Ball seem to always come against each other in the finals. Um, so perhaps a couple of players will be familiar with each other. Okay, how do you see it going, Ham? You're going to be out there at Leichhardt at 11am Saturday morning? Unfortunately... <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm hashtag fake fan again this week. I uh, I thought that September was going to be free. I really did, so I've got, I've got a few commitments and uh, I'll not be in Sydney once again on the weekend, but hopefully I can sneak away from where I'll be at 11 o'clock to 1.30 to to again watch it on the on the Facebook live stream, on the, on the phone. Uh, look, dogs are coming up. Uh, sorry, not the dogs. The Sharks are coming off a pretty hefty defeat. 44 to 22 to the dogs. Uh, Parramatta coming off. Could have been a bigger win. Should have been a bigger win against the Panthers. So maybe a bit of form, maybe a bit of confidence will play a part. Uh, you know, I only know of three Sharks players in this team, but that's not to say, you know, there's a reason why they finished uh, third on the ladder, I believe. So there's a reason why they've obviously got a fair bit of talent in this team. But I think the Eels are going to, you know, the talent, the the toughness, the grittiness, the way that Coach Breno has them playing, I think we'll, we'll hope that they'll get up uh, doing predictions. Sure. Sure. We'll just get the predictions from you here. Oh, okay. 
No one else. It's worth it's worth triple. Well, I've got no idea. Oh, you can pick a number out of that. <laughs> Bertie, what are you thinking? Usually we oh. start alphabetical, Bertie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. You know, last week I tipped women. I thought we were going to beat Roosters like 36-24, and I was completely wrong. So this week uh, for the Jersey flag, ooh, maybe um, – oh, we're going to win for sure. I reckon Blaze Talaga, he might be my – not my favourite player, but like one I'll keep an eye on because um, I mentioned last week to him, you know, bring him off the bench, probably let him start because he needs to start and even Guyman needs to be in the team. So I reckon he just called the first try um, and – for a junior, I think it'll be a close game, like a low-scoring game. I'm thinking like 16-10 or something like that, you know. So very um, low-scoring and a gritty kind of uh, performance. What are you thinking, Ham? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on a similar wavelength there to Birdie. I think it'll be a, a tough game sort of played amongst the forwards, low-scoring. Uh, I'm going to go a bit tighter to the ruck. I'm going to go uh, Max Tupo as first try scorer there on that one. I'm going to go Parramatta 24 to the Sharks, uh, let's say, 14. All right, well, I've got Richard Penasini coming in, starting in the centres, first try scorer as well. Oof. Eels, 30, Sharks, 22. Nice. And marching on, who's on the other side of the draw there? So we've got the Bulldogs and the Roosters. Um, so we'll play uh, the... Sorry, I should... Sorry, yeah, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, we have played the Sharks twice this season, beating them 22-12 in June, which started this run-in, as Ham pointed out to me just before. And then uh, in March, a lot earlier in the season, with different um, teams at that point, Sharks ran away with a 34-14. Um, so back to Bulldogs-Roosters there, Ham. Uh, yes, yeah, so we'll play the loser of the Roosters-Bulldogs. The winner of those two will go straight into the grand final there. Yeah, um... Bulldogs, nice win last week. But the, that Roosters team, they're, they're very Stacked. good. They're a very good team. Both being played at Leichhardt as well, so if you hang around to 3pm, you'll get to see the Roosters, Bulldogs. Who, who, who would you say is the... Like, if you were to give an award, the MVP of the whole jersey flag, like, just across all the teams, who's the number one player, would you say, in the comp? In the comp? Yeah. Like, he's like mm. a genuine starter, like, he'll play first grade and... Yeah, he's like the best player. Oh, jeez, I, I, too uneducated for that. Sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I only watch when Parramatta play. Yeah. Uh, so I cannot give you an answer. Very sorry about that one. No, that's all right. I was going to say, say for Parramatta. Sanders, the Colonel. <laughs> well, no, I don't want to now because now he's signed or allegedly signed for the for the Canberra Raiders. I hope he uh, fails miserably, then comes back to Parramatta and kills it. Yeah. Um, if, I was, if you know, I think that Brock Parker and Nick Lanaza have been very good for this uh, Jersey flag team. Uh, been most consistent players throughout the year. They've gotten their cup call ups. Um, another one, another couple to tack onto that: uh, Jock Brazel and Max Tupo. And it's no wonder that they make up the four fifths of the um, Jersey flag starting pack. Yeah, conversion rates are just that difficult, isn't it? From flag to, to first grade. Oh, it, there's just there's so much time in between. And we've seen guys absolutely dominate Jersey flag. We've seen them even dominate New South Wales Cup. As soon as they get into first grade, they're just it's too fast for them or their game's not suited to first grade. Whereas I've seen guys that have been, you know, average, 
or probably a bit above average Jersey flag players, above average um, cup players, and move into first grade, and they've been solid or even just above average first grade players. So it's it's you know when they say it's an inexact science, you know, I, as a fan, it's it's so hard to tell what what. Uh, translates into a first grade player based on what I see which is only on the field well, hopefully one thing we'll see on the field on Saturday will be a win to the Eels progressing them to the finals uh, taking out the SG ball and a lot of those players doubling it up with the jersey flag would be a great testament to some of those players coming through alright boys well not much else to chat here uh, Bertie you got all your uh, your NFL drafting done oh yeah um I had a in one draft. I had the eighth pick, I believe, and I chose Travis Kelf, Kelsey. Woke up today. Um, He's gone down. Yeah, oh, for a second I thought he did his ACL, and I thought to myself, "Yep, well that's it. That's the end of my um, season." You know, it serves me right for taking a tight end um, in the first round. Oh, he's he's in, he's he's essentially a top end wide oh, receiver, yeah. really. So yeah, but like like the ones after me, like I could have chose, but like pretty much, you know. Um, you know, what, like a Saquon Barkley, like a nice running back, like probably one of the best running backs. Um, yeah, it was just a bit. I just thought, listen, if I'd rather have Kelsey on my team than get screwed by him. So um, yeah, other than that, um, there's a few. It's a, it's a bit interesting because you know I went I, I went tight end heavy in one draft. Talk about four tight ends, which is a bit you know a bit questionable. But um, some players are away. You know, IR suspensions like Jonathan Taylor, Kamara. But uh, other than that. Um, yeah, I, I can't get a read on your on your both your teams. Um, the Green Bay Packers. I don't know. Should I buy into the hype? Like Christian Watson. Well, I think uh, him. Him can tell you a lot more than me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a big cheesehead, so I think uh, you know we're we're going to win the owl this year. The one, the what? The owl. Oh, the owl. Yeah. The superb yeah. owl. Yeah, the owl. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk to you. Yeah. Oh, no, I won't say that's a bit. That's a bit mean. No, I went, I went different to you, but uh, I don't care how the Cowboys go, Bertie, but as long as CD Lamb balls out every single week, I'll be happy. CD's nuts, you you. Yeet, yeet. <laughs> um, all right, boys, well, I think we might wrap up there. Go the women in the NRLW and go the boys in the flag this weekend. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.